Pope Francis, when he looked at the celebration that we have, which is the Feast of St. Martha, he wanted to include also Mary and also Lazarus. Yes, we do know Martha. We have several gospel references to her. One is the preparation of the food. We could have had this, we could have read this gospel from St. Luke, as you remember when Jesus was at their home and Mary was complaining to Jesus, you know, he says, uh, complaining that Mary's not helping her. And at that time, as you remember, Jesus said, Mary, Mary, Martha, Martha, you're concerned over many things. But there's one only very important thing is to be attentive to God's word, to sit by the feet of Jesus and welcome the gift of eternal life, welcome the gift of, of spiritual graces that flow from our Lord. But Martha, there's much more to Martha and Mary than from the Gospel of Luke, because we also have the Gospel of St. John. And as you remember that Jesus was already in Galilee, up north. He was about to be stoned, being in Judea, which is a several days journey. And so it is Martha and Mary who give a note, somebody who was able to announce to Jesus that, and this is how she said, your friend is ill. Why don't you come and heal him? And that friend was Lazarus. And so here it is, Martha and Mary call upon Jesus, your friend is ill, not doing too well. And so, and the disciples get the note and he says, when Jesus says, we'll go back to Judea and his disciples says, no, you can't go there. They were just about to kill you, stone you. You're not gonna go there. And Jesus says the following, there's, uh, there's 12 hours of daylight. And he says, we walk in the light, light of God. We're not afraid. We're not afraid of darkness. But the, Jesus delayed his coming. And, and so what happened is, as he delayed his coming, because he said that this illness is to be a manifestation of the power of God. What is that manifestation, as we know? is that Jesus has the power to raise from the dead. So Jesus delayed his coming to Judea. Then finally he arrives, but was ready four days after the death of the brother. And, and so Martha is the one who runs to him. People are already grieving, seeing Martha and Mary. I guess she must have been a wonderful person. They must have been very welcoming to many because many came to the, to the funeral literally as, as Mar and Lazarus was buried. And so this was the fourth day. And so when Jesus arrives, Martha says, as we said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. Kind of, kind, of, kind of resentful, maybe, kind of saddened. You know, you could have come earlier. <laughs> why, why, why did you delay? Because we informed you when you were sick. And, and Jesus turns to her and he says to her, your brother will rise. 
and she gives witness to the fact that there is life and resurrection. So she says, yes, I know he'll rise on the last day during the time when everyone will be brought back to life. So she gives witness to her faith. And then Jesus turns to her and says, Martha, there's more here. I am the life and resurrection. I am the one who is able to bring back even those who die. And do you believe this? Faith. That's Jesus is invoking faith from her. And, and, and we know that she says, yes, I do believe. I do believe. But you know, the interesting thing about this whole story and the, 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 the story of, 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 of Jesus being called by Martha and Mary to their home, we have several things here. There's one is that Jesus enjoyed being at their home. Not too far from Jerusalem, two miles from Jerusalem. So it was very close. It was like a suburban area of Jerusalem. And Jesus enjoyed being there. How did he come to know them? We do not know the scripture. But the fact is that he came, he was there. He enjoyed their company. St. Augustine said the following. He says, Martha, you don't realize you are trying to to welcome and to prepare food and prepare nice visit for Jesus. And yet it was Jesus who was giving you eternal life. St. Augustine says, you know, sometimes we don't really realize that it is by welcoming people, by loving people, by bringing them home, those especially who are in need, we're actually bringing God into our very presence. And this is why St. Augustine said once again to, in a reading, he says, Martha, you did not realize what you did, but also all of us who say, I wish that I could entertain, I could wish to invite Jesus to my home, but it's not possible anymore because historically he's no longer with us. And St. Augustine says, just remember, that Jesus is in the poor, in the broken. He's, Jesus is, is in, in your brother and sister who are in need. So welcoming them, you are actually welcoming Jesus. Very interesting words that St. Augustine speaks about this, this whole uh, gospel. And then further he says, is this, he says, to his own he came, but his own did not receive him. But he says, but those who did receive him, those who welcomed him, he gave them eternal life. He gave them eternal joy. This was like a summary of St. Augustine's reflection on the story of Martha and Mary. But Pope Francis wanted us to see in this very story, especially from the Gospel of Luke, he says how we are to welcome each other as though we're welcoming Jesus because in fact, Jesus is in us. And this is why today St. Saint Paul's letter, uh, sorry, uh, St. John's letter is so important because he says, beloved, know that if you love one another, actually you love God because God is love. Those who love the Lord also love the others. And so, so the, this invitation is to a deep sense of communion that we have been invited to share a deep sense of communion of love, knowing that as St. John says, beloved, let us love one another because love is of God and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. 
Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. If we were to look at our society, is there much love? Because there's not much of God. Because we want to push God aside, God away, for whatever reasons. There are those who wish to uproot, remove anything of, of Christianity in our society. It seems like the work of the evil one, uprooting God, we uproot love, we uproot tenderness, we uproot mercy, because this is who God is. And so there are those who wish to remove God from our society because they think that they can create this utopian version of humanity. Utopian version of humanity, sort of transgenderism, transhumanism, whatever it may be that they'll create something of a perfect human being with the help of artificial intelligence, with the help of modern medicine, with the help of in vitro, in vitro human life growing there in those lab. We think we do this, but the fact is that we can't do it. Once we remove God, we remove love. Once we remove love, we remove everything that harmonizes us, that brings us together that brings us into a community, not only of love, but also of joy. So whatever this type of perfectionism, which some people desire, that we have a nicely eugenic, eugenically produced human beings, they do not understand the very, the very power that flows from God is not something a perfection, is a perfection in love, through love. And this is for St. John says, in, in this is love, that not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son to, as an expiation for our sins. Yes, we are broken. Yes, we are imperfect. Yes, we are, you know, sometimes very evil in so many ways. And yet God sent us his son as an expiation for our sins. Expiation meaning forgiveness, making up for what we lack, for making up for the things that we have done wrong to produce, pro provide healing for us. And so you see, this is that that's whole sense of love, which John the evangelist sees it so clearly. Beloved, if God so loved us, we must also love one another. No one has ever seen God, yet if we love one another, God remains in us. The mystery of God among us, the mystery of God in us is the gift of love that God gives us, the gift that he himself is. So this is how we know that we remain in him and that he in us and that he has given us his spirit. Why, when we love one another, God remains us and in his love and his love is brought to perfection in us. So whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And whoever for God is love and whoever remains in love remains in God and God in him. Again, that, that, that type of re reflection, which we would have to take this reading and just kind of sit down and just spend time on it. Take phrase by phrase and realize what this is all about. Because that's like a summary of Christianity. God who has loved the world so much that he sent his only son so that whoever believes in him may have life. Whoever believes in him may introduce into our human society this type of regenerative, transformative power of concrete love.
That means works, works of love, works of mercy, welcoming each other into our homes. Yes, we, there's so much you know, um, evil right now. It seems like it's almost dangerous to kind of invite people. We don't know who they are. And yet we have to say there's, we may start small, but the circle could grow larger and larger and larger. This is how the early Christian community grew. This is how Christianity was able to take root and grow and be spread around the world. And now already for several couple centuries, and especially the last couple of decades and maybe even last decade, we're trying to by force remove Christianity, which means by force we're removing love. By force we're trying to uproot the very foundations of our civilization, which produced these incredible gifts. You know, there's one thing that I heard, it was a number of decades ago, about two decades ago, that there was a movement, and, and I heard this from a professor, one of the religious who was teaching at Beijing University. And, and, and there was many, many students, thousands of students were signing up for Christian philosophy. And I asked him why. Were they looking for, you know, becoming Christians? He says, I don't think so. But he says, but one thing surprised them is the, the Christian West would share our greatest gifts, inventions with them. Why? He says, they did not understand. He says, what's the principle here? What's the principle that we would do this? Maybe you could say, well, people were trying to make money. Yes, possibly, yes. But they could have, but they, they didn't have to do what they did. And so this, this priest who I've known, who shared with me, he says, you know, they saw something deeper than we. Because if you're jealous, you don't want to give to anybody anything. But we were willing to share the best inventions, the best gifts. Perhaps maybe, maybe they will, will turn against us somehow in the future. But let me say this. If we care, if we love, and people realize that we care, we love, ultimately, it heals. Heals the divisions, heals suspicions. Heals this type of, you know, uh, kind of, uh, I'll call this sort of resentment, hate, whatever it may be because God's love is the one and that the only thing, that's the only means by which we can heal, be healed as a society. So I think that it is wonderful that Pope Francis wished they would focus on what, me, what it means to be Christian in a family setting, in a setting of friends, in a setting of bringing one another so as they partake of the, of the loving actions on behalf of others that we may come to know God more. Because today, in our world today, too many people do not know who God is. They think they know because they're rejecting him. But they are, they are rejecting the wrong one. That means they have incomplete knowledge of him, or they have wrong knowledge of who God is, or they have, they have this ideological bent that will for, for blocks them from, from the true knowledge of God. But if they have come to know him, the real one, the true one, the one that we know, the God of love and mercy, the God who has forgiven and who forgives and who prepares us for eternity if, we kept, if they were to come to know him again. Because many think they were maybe perhaps were even Christian who have rejected Christianity because they've been poisoned by ideologies. 
or this type of atheistic outlook. If they were to come to know the Lord, they would welcome not only him, but maybe we should do more by manifesting their love for one another so they could be welcomed. And so this is why today is a special type of celebration where we not only welcome our Lord into our hearts by our own love for him, but may we welcome him today like Martha and Mary in her home by welcoming Jesus in the Eucharist. Jesus is real, this is true, he's true. God and true man, fully, fully human, fully divine. Yes, the body and blood, soul and divinity. And so this is why St. Augustine says you can welcome him in people. You can welcome him in the Eucharist. We can welcome him and delight in his presence. And he will transform us, preparing us for eternal glory, for the banquet of heaven, for life, in paradise. That is his desire. That's the only desire that he has, that he will have us with him in, in his kingdom in heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.